We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are live. Had a little week off there, a little, little vacation time. You can see I'm a little extra tan, or you guys are pale, one or the other. But the DFS OG's back in the house Wednesday, talking everything in the sports world. Uh, once again, here presented by our friends over at Vandal. So thank you to them for sponsoring the show. And we'll have a little announcement. Uh, we've been talking about it, we've been teasing it. A little contest, a big contest, actually just for our listeners, so stay tuned. We'll hit on that towards the end of the show. Let me bring in my fellow OGs. Good to see you, boys. I missed you guys. It's been a couple weeks here, so Chop, Noto. Noto, let's start with you, buddy. How's things? Again, we know you're busy with golf, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, Naomi Osaka NFTs. Noto's already got one in the bag here on DraftKings, so uh, a good start to the day here for Mr. Noto. How we doing, buddy? Yeah, good start of the day. Top shots back and bumping. So uh, that's uh, that's good to see. Um, little man off to kindergarten and uh, got to experience ju- jury duty for the first time uh, ever. Oh. That was uh, quite an experience. So you actually got picked and we're in the. Oh, OK, see, I've always gone and you just sit in the waiting room forever, forever. And then they send you home, which is not a bad thing. And you make, you know, two, three dollars for the whole experience. So. <laughs> What, was it a cool case at least? Anything exciting? What, 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 tell us, give us a little, us a little deets on what happened here. Yeah, so they're trying to keep everyone separate um, for COVID spacing and everything. So they only had 16 people waiting, uh, and they only picked four. And of course, uh, you know, I was one of the lucky four. So um, yeah, it was interesting having a jury with four people. Um, but we came to the decision pretty quickly. Uh, very interesting case. I don't know if I'm supposed to really talk about it, but. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it took the whole day too. Eight thirty in the morning, got out about five. Uh, wouldn't recommend it, but I uh, didn't hate it. Guilty? Not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> okay, I can I can roll with that. Innocent until proven guilty. Gotta yeah. love the justice system. Chop. 
We need the countdown. I, I skipped a week here. So Noto's talking about kindergarten. I'm looking around and seeing my damn kids running around everywhere. I, I think we're on a similar countdown here, Chop. So my kids don't go back till after Labor Day. I, I still got a, a little ways to go here. We got to be, what, two weeks out? Ten days out? What, what are we looking at here? Yo, you're talking about for school. For school, I, yeah. I mean, my, that's I'm, I'm my, with you my, now. That's my, that's taking precedent over. My uh, my three went back on Monday. Oh, yeah. Monday was the first day, so uh, it wasn't as smooth as I thought it was going to be. I got to be honest with you, man. We had we had a hiccup here, and oh. I get it. I understand. I understand what we're doing with safety and everything, but. My boy, he he went his second his second day of school, like 10, 10 a.m. in the morning. He he told the teacher, you know, my stomach kind of hurts. You know, that happens. Second day of school in those times. Well, protocol says she's got to send him to the nurse. And then protocol says the nurse has got to call us and we got to come get him for a stomach ache. And then when we get there, the nurse the nurse says protocol is, yeah, he's out for 10 days now. Oh, what? Yeah, right? Like the, <laughs> 10 days for a stomachache because it's a symptom of the uh, COVID. So we're dealing with that right now. And, and it's just going to be a rough year if it's going to be like this, man. If, if everybody who goes down to the nurse or complains about something is going to get sent home for 10 days. But there, the other two are in school. The other guy's up in his room chilling. So we'll figure it out. We'll get to it. But yeah, I'm just anxious for some football to crank up because I'm a little bored now. Yeah, we're, we're getting close. You know, we're getting to that third week of preseason. So uh, we are definitely getting close. And we got we got a question in the chat already. And I'm, I'm glad because I forgot to mention this is a live show. You guys got questions. We will see your questions. Get them in there. Uh, major one-on-one -on -one wants to know, is this NFL content today? Absolutely. We had to get our school countdown in. We are definitely on an NFL <laughs> countdown as well. Uh, and we will go to the wide receiver position today and break down as many as we can from a best ball lens, uh, from a season-long lens. We know a lot of you guys got drafts coming up, Dynasty. Uh, we'll look at it from all angles. So we will definitely get into the NFL. So before we do that, some news. We, we had a little trade go down today, Chop. So Sony Michelle shipped to the Rams. I know Daryl Henderson uh, been a big topic. Seems like people love him. They believed in him. Other people kind of skeptical on him. Now you add Sony Michelle to the to this backfield. How do you see this playing out? What what's the first instinct? Is this going to be a split? I've seen some people say Sony Michelle may be the lead back here with Henderson working in. So uh, your gut here, what what's the gut telling you about Sony Michelle versus Daryl Henderson here in the Rams backfield? Well, the fact that they would make a trade tells me that uh, maybe they they just don't believe in Henderson being a, a big time back or full a full workload kind of guy. So. Uh, it tells me that Michelle could have a chance here to move in and, and be pretty good. Like he's not that far removed from being a first round pick in the NFL. He's not that, not that old. And he doesn't come with a lot of wear and tear because he hasn't had a lot of carries in new England. And you got to think coming out of Georgia, if you remember, the guy was awesome. Could yeah, catch was. passes like a wide receiver, solid runner. So you know, wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised one bit to see him be the guy who gets the most action in this backfield once he gets acclimated. And it is a running back. It's not like if a receiver was traded right now, I'd probably scratch the receiver off my list because it's just hard to make that move from one team to another, one system to another. But running back could pick it up pretty easy. So, yeah, 
I'm uh, I'm not very uh, not very bullish on uh, Henderson anymore, and I think Michelle has a chance, man, to be pretty good. But also on that other side, on the other team, I think it really opens the door for Damian Harris to. And I just can't get over remembering those days of Laguerre Blunt scoring like 15 touchdowns a year, and those. I really think Damian Harris could fall into a, just fall into the end zone a whole bunch of times this year now. Yeah, uh, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, a guy that's looked really good in preseason. I, I think he's going to get a shot. The issue with your your plan there, Chop, is Cam Newton is still the starting quarterback, and we know maybe he, he yeah right for now for now. I, I think Mac takes that job eventually, but we know Cam's going to steal some of those goal line touches as well. I do like Damian Harris. Would love to see him be more involved in the passing game, which he's never really shown uh, the ability, or maybe they just haven't ever thrown the ball. We'll see, but. As far as those Rams guys, I'm kind of with you. I, I was liking Henderson. I kept moving him up. Uh, even Xavier Jones was a guy that, that looked interesting as the potential number two there. He kind of loses all value now, and it almost makes both of those guys undraftable to me. If Henderson and Michelle are going to be splitting this thing, it's going to be a, you know, a team that's got to throw the ball a lot as well. Woods, Cup, uh, Higby. So I, I just don't know if there's enough to go around and make those guys viable. You can probably still get a pretty decent discount on Sony Michelle, but – at the end of the day, I think they're both kind of hands-off uh, for me. Before we go to Noto, Anthony in the chat asked, will my Lions go 0-16 again? No, Anthony, it's not going to happen. They're going 0-17, baby. Don't forget that extra game. Lions going to be bad. I think we're all fans of the under for that team. So, going to set NFL records here 0-17. Noto, thoughts on the Lions 0-16, 0-17, uh, and this trade with Sony Michelle to the Rams? Lions will get a couple wins. Uh, you guys summed up the Sony Michelle thing pretty perfectly. Um, the only takeaway is bad news for Daryl Henderson. Um, you wouldn't make the trade that late, uh, you know, before the season um, if you weren't worried. So, um, and shout out to Davis Maddock. You know, he you know put up some stats on Sony Michelle. Uh, nine games last year, he had 22 fantasy points above expectation. And uh, if you know anything about Sony Michelle, for years he was just constantly underproducing. So. He actually looked pretty good. He had a pretty good rush grade as well from pro fantasy um, or pro football focus. Um, so I think uh, he's interesting. Um, but for the most part, I think I'm just avoiding both of them. Yeah, I don't think he's as bad as people like, you know, people bash this guy. He's terrible. Now, he's probably not living up to that the, the draft pedigree there with New England. But I don't think he's as bad as people have labeled him to be. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Uh, just something to obviously keep in mind with, with drafts yeah. coming up. People forget Sony Michelle put that New England team on his back and carried them to a Super Bowl title a couple of years ago. Like, you know, he put them on his back, man. So, and people want to give Tom Brady oh, yeah. credit. James White. It's, you know, let's, let's, let's face the music. Sony Michelle put him on his back. Well, that he had that big game in Kansas City, didn't he? If he had I remember couple, correctly. He actually had a couple. I, I, I say it jokingly, but he had a, he had a, a oh, he couple did. of monster games in the playoffs that year that really helped him uh, get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. So I, I wouldn't stick a fork in them just yet. So, all right, we're going to get into wide receivers today. Uh, if you've missed, we've talked quarterbacks, which would have been three weeks ago. So you can go back and watch that. We talked running backs two weeks ago. We'll cover wide receivers uh, as far as we can get down the line here uh, this week. We'll hit tight ends uh, next Wednesday. And then, oh, we're, we're, we're on the precipice of football season. So uh, weekly we will be talking Every the slate, our, our favorite plays, our favorite bets. So, really looking forward uh, to the <laughs> chop. They're beating you up in the in the chat here. So, would you want to respond here to, to Aideen? 
I mean, I, I just I just shaved today, and yeah, it's, uh, I just I noticed uh, I noticed a little extra gray hair in the old beard too. So oh, come I don't on. I don't, I don't need on. to be the guy. Don't come here to have more people rub that in on you. I get enough <laughs> of that in other places. Oh, uh, I mean, look at all this gray. It's coming in everywhere, man. Again, my kids are still here for another couple weeks, so. Uh, you guys enjoy that that somewhat quiet time, Chop. I know what you're going through there. My my oldest daughter went through that last year at school. Close contact, home for two weeks. Close contact, home for two like constantly in and out of school. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully the, the little man's back in school here soon. All right, receivers are on the list here for this week. Uh, we're going to use the best ball ADP here on FanDuel. Plenty of games in the lobby here. Just go to NFL, go over to the best ball tab. Uh, and they have contests galore. So we will start at the top. I think this guy's number one on a lot of lists, so a lot of ADP lists, a lot of drafters lists. Uh, my boy, Devontae Adams, Derek, uh, hard to argue with this one. Aaron Rodgers back in the fold. I know that was the concern. Are we going to have Aaron Rodgers or not? We know the targets are going to be huge. The usage around the goal line is going to be huge. The touchdowns are always there. Can they score as many touchdowns as they did last year? Probably not. That number is going to come down a, bit, a little bit. They were very efficient. Uh, but hard to argue with Devontae Adams here. If, if anything, top three, you could have a different order here. I know Tyree Kill, a, a fan of some, Diggs. Uh, but Devontae Adams, my wide receiver one, do you agree with this number here? Yeah, my wide receiver one as well. Um, and I saw this this morning. He's had the best fantasy point per game season since Jerry Rice in 1987. So um, just amazing uh, on a point per game basis last year. Uh, you mentioned he doesn't have a lot of competition for targets. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers loves throwing in the ball, even right, even from the one-yard line. Uh, they threw the ball so many times um, last year. So, for me, the clear wide receiver one, but there are some really good names up here. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's it's almost splitting hairs up here. I don't think you can get it wrong. To me, there's a, a top-tier Adams, Hill, and Diggs. But, Chop, Devontae Adams, wide receiver one, agree, disagree? I agree. In any format, he can catch balls in – Bunches, so PPR is good, and I mean his touchdown equity is off the chart, better than any wide receiver I've maybe ever seen. The way they work him in around the goal line, so easily the number one guy. The minute we knew Aaron Rodgers was coming back, absolutely, Anthony. I see you asking about Lions receiver. I can't mix in that that bunch of receivers right now with the receivers we're talking about. We're about twenty seven tiers apart, but when we get down there. Uh, we'll try to talk some Lions wide receivers. Uh, so Tyrell Williams already dealing with an injury. So uh, it may be a long season <laughs> for these Lions receivers. The answer to me, TJ Hawkinson, but uh, we'll try to get there. All right, Chop, Tyree Kill number two. Again, I don't think this takes a ton of analysis. Uh, obviously, big play threat there with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, pretty much him and Kelsey with all the targets. So Sammy Watkins is gone. We'll see You know, if Hardman steps into that number two role. But uh, this guy's lightning in a bottle. I don't see anything changing here with Tyreek Hill. I think he's deserving of this number two spot. Is exactly where I have him in my rankings. Uh, agree with this number for Tyreek Hill. I, I agree with it. Or I, I say I, I don't disagree with it. Like there's a couple other names that you could throw in here for the number two spot that are fine. But, yeah, I expect a huge year out of Mahomes. Uh, bounce back, new offensive line, much better. As long as this guy can stay healthy, man, that's the only thing. Just stay healthy because he relies every, everything about him is about his speed. So you, you can't have any problems with that. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to have some some just monster weeks at times. So, yeah, I, I can't disagree with him being the number two guy here. 
Yeah, he's he's viable in all formats. Obviously, you mentioned those spike weeks uh, in best ball are nice uh, in season long, pretty consistent as well. Scores a lot of more a lot more touchdowns than, than you would think uh, for a guy his size. But that speed, that big playability, Derek, uh, lightning in a bottle here. So Tyreek Hill, number two for you as well. Yeah, he's my number two, at least, uh, you know, at the end of the season, I think he'll be there. But uh, week to week, I mean, he's going to be so volatile. Uh, you just look at his numbers here, his game log from last year and uh, five times over 100 yards, a couple of times like some massive games. And then, you know, a lot of uh, duds in there as well. So uh, from a DFS perspective, he's going to be like that perfect GPP guy uh, from season long. I think Adams is going to be a lot more consistent. But, uh, yeah, you guys mentioned it. Great offense, huge threat, and he receives more rushing attempts than most wide receivers. Yeah, we'll see. CEH kind of banged up here, so maybe they're utilizing him even more uh, in that role, those jet sweeps. So uh, good call there. Number three again, the big three here in, in, in everybody's order pretty much, Stephon Diggs. Uh, the Bills really had that breakout season going over to Buffalo with Josh Allen. Uh, we know this team is going to throw the ball a lot, Derek. Yes, there's competition for targets, but – He's going to dominate those targets. Now, dealing with a little bit of an injury here, uh, heading into week one, so maybe that's your tiebreaker. If, if you can't decide on Adams, Hill, Diggs, you're kind of stuck on all these guys. I have him number three, but, again, in that, that same tier with these guys. Thoughts on Stefan Diggs here for 2021? Yeah, love Stefan Diggs. Uh, I looked it up this morning. He was 20th in ADP among wide receivers last year. Um, everyone was concerned about him entering a new offense. Nobody really predicted the Josh Allen breakout season. So you got to think he's going to be even better second year in the system. We know the talent's great. We know Josh Allen's great. So, yeah, no issue with him at number three. I was one of those guys. I fell for the old receivers changing team narrative. And it's just sometimes it, you fall into these little traps and missed out on Stefan Diggs. So, uh, Chop, where do you come out on this guy? What was amazing last season it was flat out dominant. I, I think he does it again here this season. He was really good, and uh, like if I'm looking into the top the top tier of guys here, and I, I'm trying to find a guy who may not repeat, he's the guy that I think may not repeat because he has a lot, of, you know, has to stay healthy. Sometimes that's an issue with him. Maybe maybe Josh Allen takes a, a step back, maybe just a small step back, or you know, there he ran really good last year to put up those numbers. So. That's he's that's the only thing about him. He's the one guy who may step back a little bit, but otherwise he's got all the things working in his favor, and uh, I could see him having another big year. And there is competition. I mean, they, they bring in Emmanuel Sanders, and he maybe has more gray hair than we do, but still a viable option. Gabriel Davis, a, a young guy that, that has shown flash, and a Cole Beasley. We'll see what, what happens with him and the vaccine and all that nonsense, but there are a lot of receivers there, so he will dominate the targets, no doubt, but like you said, maybe he does take a little bit of a step back. So let's go to number four. This guy I'm very high on this season, Chop. Calvin Ridley uh, stepping into the alpha role here in Atlanta. Some may argue he's already done that uh, with kind of the aging Julio Jones last season. But Julio now out of town. Kyle Pitts is in, Russell Gage. So this could be a 150, 160-target guy. I think the worry is, is Matt Ryan dust? Is he still a viable option? Uh, how high are you here on Calvin Ridley this season? Pretty darn high on Calvin Ridley. I, you know, I'd put him up there, and uh, there's a there's a piece of me that would say he might he might be better than Diggs, just because. Uh, first off, he's 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 young in NFL years. You know, hadn't been around that long, but he came out of college. He was really old, so he's he's got some experience. You know, he's mature like that. 
I don't mind Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is a fine real-life quarterback for uh, putting up stats. I, I wouldn't take him in DFS necessarily too many weeks because he doesn't run, and that's the thing now. But I think for uh, NFL purposes, he, he can get the job done. I think they're going to be playing from behind quite a bit this year and just a lot of things to like. And he's got – at least he's got Kyle Pitts to help out take some of the pressure off. It was If it was just Ridley by himself, I'd be worried about all the different schemes to stop him. But it's going to be hard to, like, scheme up if Kyle Pitts is actually as good as we think he's going to be. So he's got a lot of good things working in his favor. I like Calvin Ridley quite a bit. Yeah, and they could be in some shootouts. Uh, you know, that defense I don't think is going to be very good either. You know, the running game is a, is a big question. You know, how good is Mike Davis? So uh, I think this team's going to be throwing the ball a lot here, Derek, and I think Calvin Ridley going to get a ton of those targets. So thoughts here at number four, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, you guys mentioned they're probably going to be playing from behind a lot, and uh, I haven't looked at their schedule, but they got at least nine dome games, uh, which is always good. And uh, if you look at his numbers without Julio, he's played seven games without him in his career. He's averaged 11 targets and 109 receiving yards per game. Um, yeah, I love him just as much as you guys. All right, this next group is where it kind of gets interesting. Everybody has a favorite. People have guys they avoid in this tier. So uh, this is where it starts to, to kind of go into the next tier of guys, in my opinion. To me, Ridley belongs either at the bottom half of that first tier or the top of the second tier. But next guy, Derek, DK Metcalf, we saw take a massive leap forward uh, last season, become the number one there over Tyler Lockett. Well, you could say 1A, 1B in that offense really doesn't matter. But the whispers of Seattle wanting to play faster, wanting to let Russ cook. Is this a good thing for DK Metcalf? Does he continue to take another step, uh, continue to get better? Your thoughts here? Or have we seen the best of him already? Where, where do we come out in DK Metcalf? Uh, don't think we've seen the best of him yet. Um, he is just a monster of a human being. And, uh, you know, he's a deep threat. He can catch the short ones and take them to the house. And uh, like you mentioned, in Seattle, they, if they let rest cook, if they uh, pick up the tempo a little bit, I think he could be in for a monster season. Uh, I'm a lot lower on Lockett this year. Um, he just didn't show me a ton last year after that, out of that, or besides that one big game that he had. So, yeah, I like uh, I like Metcalf quite a bit. Yeah, and part of the selling point is the targets. You know, they never really have a wide receiver three, four that's viable. The tight ends even, uh, I think Gerald Everett is interesting. But uh, these two guys, Chop, are going to dominate the targets. We know uh, Wilson's going to throw it up to, to Metcalf, let him go make those big spectacular plays. So uh, highlight reel waiting to happen. Are you as high here as, as the people on FanDuel, DK Metcalf, wide receiver five? I am not. This would be the first one where I, I really vehemently disagree with this. I, I kind of like uh, maybe three or the four next guys behind him here. I just think uh, I want to see I want to see what he does this year, how much he improves, because at a certain point, if, if you're limited in the things you can do out there on the field, then it'll eventually catch up to you. So we'll see if he's improved, because if he hasn't improved, I think he's going to be caught, you know, standing uh, in the same kind of statistical area that he was last year, which wasn't bad, but I think it really tailed off. at the end. I don't have a game log pulled up, but I think it tailed off last year. So we'll see how, if he, if he, how much he improved here. So, uh, I'm, But I am higher on the next few guys behind him than I am on DK Metcalf. I'm in the same boat. I, I like him, but I like some of these other guys a, a little bit better. And, again, you're almost splitting hairs. It's not that you don't like the player. It's just you, you got you to gotta find an order that you like him in and – I'm with you. So a couple other guys for me that I have ahead of the next guy on the list here on Fano, DeAndre Hopkins wide receiver six uh, was fantastic. And another guy switching teams and 
uh, didn't bother him one bit. Now, Kyler Murray expected to take another step forward here with this offense. They bring in Rondale Moore, A.J. Green. So uh, the receiving weapons are there. They bring in James Conner to pair with Chase Edmonds. So, Chop, this looks like an explosive offense. Hopkins, do you worry about the, the competition of targets? Does he dominate targets again? Uh, obviously one of the best in the game. Uh, can he can he live up to this price point wide receiver six? Yeah, I like him uh, as the I like him as the next guy above DK Metcalf. Like okay. I think he's better than Metcalf in, in that range right there. Man, he's gonna have a monster year again, uh, assuming he stays healthy and everything like that, and Kyler Murray stays healthy, but the thing about bringing in Rondell Moore and well, AJ Green, I don't think is that much of a factor, but Rondell Moore could grab some targets, but I don't think it hurts Hopkins at all. I think it helps him because Cliff Kingsbury would throw the ball every single down if he had like the weapons to do it. And then, you know, now he's kind of getting some weapons. So I just think it means more pass attempts for Kyler Murray having Rondell Moore rather than less targets for DeAndre Hopkins. I think, I think it helps him in the long run. And uh, I think this team could end up throwing the ball just about every down, man. I like it like that. So I think uh, another year, remember when he came in last year and he got traded, like that whole thing last year was no training camps, no preseasons. These guys were going in cold Turkey with each other. Now you get a whole year with these two guys working together, Hopkins and Murray. And so I think Hopkins is going to have a monster year. Don't don't count out the OG AJ Green, man. He he could be sitting here amongst this panel and fit right in. But uh, I I still I still think he's got maybe, maybe something. He to offer. Just, maybe he was just uh, you know catfishing uh, since he last year. You, <laughs> you know, maybe he was just trying to get get out of town, so he's pulling up lame every every few plays. But you never know, man. Life in the desert, man. Maybe it'll it'll heal the old body. So. Derek, thoughts here. DeAndre Hopkins was phenomenal last season. I don't think there's any reason for us to think uh, any different this season. Yeah, A.J. Green was the king of uncapitalized uh, air yards last year. Chop's favorite uh, stat there. But I don't really see an argument, you know, against uh, DeAndre Hopkins this year. The last four years, using the half-point PPR, he's finished first, second, fifth, fifth in uh, scoring among wide receivers. You mentioned the offense. You mentioned another year. Uh, in the system. So, um, yeah, he's probably one of the safest guys you could draft in any format. All right, wide receiver seven, another youngster that really broke out of the scene in his rookie season. And uh, Anthony with another question. Anthony's on fire in the chat. So, again, if you guys are out here watching, you got questions, throw them in there. We'll try to get to them. Uh, Derek, I'll just throw you his question. Does Justin Jefferson have the same season that he did in his rookie year? I mean, he surpassed all my expectations last year, and I love this offense. Um, there are a lot of mouths to feed. I still like uh, Adam Thielen quite a bit. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's, uh, you know, going as one of the top, you know, two or three picks in most drafts. So a lot of mouths to feed, but I uh, love the offense and got to think he's going to be better in his sophomore year. So um, I could see him, you know, not being as efficient. I think he was one of the more efficient receivers uh, in the NFL last year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I like him quite a bit. I'm a big fan as well. Now, Chop, it's always Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown. I, I kind of back and forth on these two guys, you know, and I move one over and I move it each day. I tend to flip it back and forth. Today, I'm on, let me see, updated rankings. I'm on Team Justin Jefferson uh, over A.J. Brown. So agree, disagree. Do you like him here? Does he live up to what he did last season? I love, I love some Justin Jefferson. I don't see – how we could think he's going to fall off or anything. It was his rookie year. 
comes right in and just dominates like that. I don't think like the questions I have with Metcalf about what he can do on the field route running. I don't have those questions about Justin Jefferson. He's really good. So I think he's going to be fine. I, I look at Minnesota and I think like, well, you got Thielen, Irv Smith's going to get a little bit of action this year and Dalvin Cook, they want to run the ball, but that's it. Like that's it, man. That's their whole arsenal on offense. So he has nothing else to worry about. And he's the best out of those all those pass catchers. So love me some Justin Jefferson. We'll talk about A.J. Brown. Now. I'm not putting Jefferson above Brown, maybe. We'll see. We'll talk about A.J. Brown. But uh, I do love me some Justin Jefferson. I love Justin Jefferson more than D.K. Metcalf. Now, you, you dispersed the former Jacksonville Jaguars standout, D.D. Westbrook. So, I mean, there's, there's a weapon in town there. Obviously half-joking, a little – a little jab on Derek there with his Jags, but uh, yeah, Jefferson, I, I have no issues with. Again, it, it's it's a matter of Brown or Jefferson. So, Chop, sounds like you are an AJ Brown guy. He is next on our list here. Uh, again, I, I don't think there's much you can say against him. Uh, Julio Jones arriving in town, I, I think, is the big news. Uh, are they going to be as run heavy now uh, with Arthur Smith gone? Uh, the team total is, you know, kind of sinking. I, I think they're going to throw a little bit more here. So do you worry about Julio? Does that help A.J. Brown's case? Do you worry about Derrick Henry? Uh, sounds like you're confident A.J. Brown is going to be a stud this year. I love A.J. Brown. I just think uh, it's going to open up so much for him this year with having Julio there. Julio is uh, not going to demand the ball, you know. He's, he's not that kind of a guy, so – like, how can you cover him? Like, he was already hard enough to cover. With Derrick Henry, you got to worry about Derrick Henry so much, and the offensive line is so good, and Tannehill's really good at what he does. I mean, it's just – I don't – if the defense ends up being bad, this guy could put up some monster numbers. Like, if they get caught in the game games where they just, you know, the defense, they're grinding it out, then he'll just put up good numbers. But if the defense is poor, he'll put up great numbers. I think there's a – like, I don't know – just consistency from week to week. I could see this guy scoring a touchdown almost every week, just a single touchdown every week. I don't know if the volume is going to be there in some of the game scripts, but efficiency-wise, oh man, it's going to be hard to beat this guy. He's going to be super efficient with Julio helping him out and Derrick Henry having to worry about Derrick Henry in, in, in the running game. Yeah, and Tannehill, I think, is the most underrated quarterback maybe we have in, in the entire league, especially in fantasy. Where I see him get drafted, I, I think he belongs up near the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady group, Derek. So I don't know if that's insane or what, but this guy's been so good for fantasy. A.J. Brown has been an absolute stud. So believer in the talent, uh, does Julio hurt or help him? Uh, I think this all coming together makes the case even better for A.J. Brown with Julio. And like Chop said, the defense is having to worry about Derrick Henry. So your thoughts here, A.J. Brown. Yeah, <clears throat> this could be a bad take, but um, I have a hard time seeing Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones all living up to their current ADPs. Um, if they do, obviously Tannehill is going to have a monster season, and uh, I do like him quite a bit. So for me, I like Henry and I like Brown, so the odd man out is probably going to be Julio uh, where he's going right now. And for me, it's Derrick Henry. I, I think he's going to be the guy. I don't know that they're going to pound the rock as much uh, as they have in the past, especially if they're not going to be a great team and, and their win total sitting right around nine. I think they're going to have to throw more. So I, I'd rather go A.J. Brown at his cost, honestly, than, than Derrick Henry uh, where he's being drafted. So 
Derek, let's stay with you. Wide receiver nine, Keenan Allen of the Chargers. The guys, you know, lock and load every year, going to get a ton of points uh, in PPR formats. And we know FanDuel's a half point PPR. So you dial back a little bit here, but it's hard to argue unless this guy gets hurt, which he's had mostly freak injuries. I think he's got that injury prone label. And a lot of it's just been crazy stuff that's happened. But we saw Justin Herbert come in, be effective. Can he do that again? Do we believe in Keenan Allen as a top 10 receiver? I do. Uh, very similar to DeAndre Hopkins, just so consistent. He's had at least 97 receptions each of the last four years. And uh, career high in touchdowns with Justin Herbert, even though he missed two games last year. So uh, I think this is one of the better quarterbacks he's ever played with. So consistent. And, uh, yeah, I like him a little more in full PPR, but half PPR, I still like him right here. I'm a little bit down on him compared to this rank. I have him wide receiver 13. So chopped. Derek's high on him here, kind of matches. I'm a little bit lower on him. Not that I don't like him. There's just guys I like better, uh, I think, have a bigger ceiling uh, than Keenan Allen, who's been fantastic, been steady, has shown some ceiling. But uh, your thoughts, you kind of break the tide. Does he fit here? Are the guys you like a little bit better coming up? Yeah, just looking at the guys ahead of him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him ahead of any of those guys. But looking at the guys behind him, I don't think I want – I mean, I can make a case for maybe one or two guys, but I don't think I want any of the other guys over Keenan right here. I think uh, uh, Chargers are going to have a good year this year. Offensively, Justin Herbert keeps on getting better. The offensive line is going to be good. You know, I think uh, – like, I don't think they're going to be much of a running team, so I think a lot of it's going to fall in the passing game, and Keenan's going to be the uh, – like that that glue guy for Herbert, so – I like him here. I don't like him ahead, and I don't I don't really like anybody behind him. So it's a pretty good spot for him. There you go, Anthony. These guys got some keen and love. I don't hate them. I, just some guys I like better, including this next guy, Chop. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver 10. Now, this is one some people will say that's too high for this guy. Has he earned it? Some will say, look at this offense, and that's what I'm going to say. If this offense can stay healthy, keep things clicking, uh, CeeDee Lamb could take a huge step forward. We saw last season him primarily play the slot. Now they're going to move him all over the place and throw Michael Gallup in the slot sometimes, throw Amari Cooper in there. Uh, so CeeDee Lamb's going to play a lot more than he did last season. Dak stays healthy. Zeke looking trim, looking fit. This is your team, CeeDee Lamb. Does he belong at wide receiver 10 or is this too high? Yo, man, this is too high, right? I just don't see how that – I kind of don't get it. too I high. I do get it, but I don't get it. Like I get the hype because he is a specimen. He's really good. I think we can look I can kind of look back now and look at those Oklahoma teams and say, you know what? CeeDee Lamb was probably the the thing that made those things really kick when it was CeeDee Lamb and Marquise Brown on the same team and they were like dynamic. And Marquise Brown got drafted early. In hindsight, it was kind of CeeDee Lamb who was the better receiver. So I get it. It's just hard for me to put him this high when I think he's really only going to be the second best receiver on his own team. Oh, so and that's that's a compliment to the pass catchers Dallas has. So I think I think we're kind of forgetting about Amari Cooper, man, just because he's missed most of camp. That guy's a monster. So uh, I think this is a little too high for Lamb, even though I love him. See, I, I like the upside here. Maybe I'm falling for it. I don't hate Cooper, but I think Lamb kind of ascends and takes that role. Kind of kind like we saw with Metcalf. T takes it over from Lockett. I think we see uh, a similar rise here for C.D. Lamb. So 
Derek, you seem to be in Chops Camp. CD Lamb, wide receiver 10, a little bit too high for you here. A little bit too high. He's been a highlight reel. Um, he's been fun to watch on Hard Knocks. He was even, uh, you know, taking some route running lessons from Amari Cooper, if you watched uh, last night's episode. But, yeah, I mean, if I can get Amari, you know, nine spots lower here on FanDuel, I will definitely uh, take that. So love love CD Lamb, but I uh, think it's a little too expensive for me. And it's a good point, no matter where you're drafting. If it's here on FanDuel, if it's on Underdog, if it's on DraftKings, it's knowing the ADP, knowing where you can get guys, because every site is going to be different. So most sites, those two are pretty closely compacted together. Here you got a pretty big spread, so I don't know, I don't necessarily disagree. Uh, if you're getting Cooper at 19, that's good value here. I just like the ceiling, the potential upside here uh, with C.D. Lamb. So wide receiver 11, another guy I'm pretty high on this year, Terry McLaurin, who's been fantastic ever since coming in the league with, with pretty bad quarterback play, Derek. Now it's Fitz Magic under center here. We know he's going to wing the ball around it and has a propensity for really peppering his number one target with targets. So uh, I really like Terry McLaurin here. I think sky's the limit here uh, in this Washington offense. So wide receiver 11, too high, too low, just right. Uh, I think it's just right. Two guys in this range with uh, really bad quarterback play throughout their careers that uh, I'm pretty high on this year because they do have new quarterbacks. Uh, McLaurin being one of them, you mentioned the upgrade to Fitz. And uh, I think Curtis Samuel kind of helps this offense a little bit too. So, uh, yeah, give me some McLaurin. He ended up with 1,100 yards, uh, you know, receiving last year with some pretty awful quarterback play. Candace Reynolds in the chat asking about Sony Michelle. Candace, we kind of talked about him in the beginning of the show. We're all kind of hands off. Let's see how this thing works. But we all kind of believe this will be a split backfield uh, with Henderson. So if you can get Michelle cheap enough, I don't hate throwing a dart on him at this point before the ADP uh, kind of starts to rise up. So chop thoughts here. Terry McLaurin, I, I think we're all fans of this guy across the board. I, I believe you're a Terry McLaurin guy. Yeah, he's he's a... Uh... One of those guys I said maybe could rival Keenan Allen's position up there in draft position. I like Terry McLaren because it's just what just what Noto said. He's he's had bad quarterback play and he's still been good. What's he gonna do with an adequate quarterback? I, the volume's still gonna be there. Now, the one thing that may kind of uh hurt him a little bit is uh a, a, this could be a really great defense and they could play a lot of slow paced, low scoring games, and maybe that hurts. Hurts him in the long run, but uh, he's done so good with uh, with bad quarterbacks. It's hard not to like him with a really decent quarterback. So I'm 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 in on McLaren quite a bit. That's my one concern. I'm with you. And then you look at some of the competition for targets as well. You know, is Antonio Gibson going to be as involved as they're saying? Logan Thomas is a guy that's going to get a ton of targets. Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown's a guy that that's kind of showing out in preseason. So uh, as they get more weapons emerging. They don't need to necessarily depend on him. I still think he'll be their wide receiver one. I think he puts up big numbers. I'm a fan as well, but just something to keep uh, in the back of your mind here with some of the other target competition and that good defense, like you mentioned, Chop. So the other guy Derek was was referring to, I'm assuming here, is Allen Robinson, Chop, another guy that has never had good quarterback play, always tends to put up numbers. Now, hopefully, he gets Justin Fields. I, I don't know what the hell they're doing, and – Justin Fields had to come to, to Andy Dalton's rescue after they were they were booing him off the field, and you know he called out the fans. But I think it's only a matter of time. Whether it's week one, I, I don't think it's going to take long for Fields to get on the on the field. So, thoughts on Allen Robinson? Is he a guy you want in this range? Uh, is Fields the best quarterback he's played with? Does he continue to put up monster numbers? Chop. Yeah, it's a uh, man. You know, I'm I'm kind of torn on this one right here because I love. Allen Robinson. 
and he has had the uh, dis- distinguished. Uh, he, he he could say he's played with some of the worst quarterbacks ever, man. Oh yeah, and he's, and he's yeah. put up good numbers. But we don't like if it's Andy Dalton. No, I kind of he'll just be the same Allen Robinson, which is good, but not this high good. But people seem to think Justin Justin Fields is the answer. I'm not I'm not sold on Justin Fields all the way, so. I really, I'm really having a hard time with Allen Robinson up here. Like the best balls I've done uh, so far, I have not taken. I want to say probably maybe one out of twenty. I've taken an Allen Robinson in this range right here because I just have question marks about the quarterback still with this guy. I'm not sure. Now, if Justin Fields ends up being as good as a lot of people think he is, then Allen Robinson will be a really great receiver this year. But I, I'm not sold on that. And I think that's the big deciding point. Do you believe in Fields? Because you look around at the competition for targets, it's Darnell Mooney, who was solid. Cole Komet, I mean, there's not a lot there. David Montgomery catching passes, maybe. Tariq Cohen looks like he's still banged up, maybe out for a while. So, Derek, that's the argument, is the volume should be there. Are you a believer in Fields? I'm with Chop. It's Dalton. I don't want anything to do with this. But I think it's only a matter of time before it's Fields. In fact, I think it'll be week one. But... Uh, where do you come out here on, on former Jacksonville Jaguar, Allen Robinson? Yeah, soft spot for me uh, with A-Rob. But uh, I'm banking on the fact that the Bears will figure out that Phil should be the starter uh, sooner rather than later. And look, A-Rob finished 11th and 12th in fantasy scoring for wide receivers the last two years. Um, even if Phil's isn't as good as a lot of people think, I think he's better than Trubisky. I think he's better than Nick Foles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's a target monster each and every year. Doesn't have a ton of competition for targets either. We got Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, Cole Komet. So, um, yeah, you mentioned Terry Cohen being injured to start the year. So I love me some Allen Robinson. All right, next on the list, we got Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Anthony making a, a comment about him in the chat. Likes Evans a ton here, Derek. I'm kind of on the fence with, with all of these Tampa Bay guys. Actually, Evans and Godwin, I, I think they'll be solid. Evans, we know, has touchdown upside. We know Brady's going to throw the ball a lot, but – I think Antonio Brown's going to be just as involved as these two and, and a guy you can get a lot later uh, in drafts. So that's generally what I've been doing is, is kind of passing on these guys. There's so many good options in this price range. So your thoughts here, we can kind of, let's lump them together. Evans, Godwin, uh, Godwin is, I'll pull him up, Derek. Just talk these Tampa Bay receivers here. Godwin coming up in a couple spots. So hit them together. You like them both, you prefer one or the other, or are you with me that they, maybe they're a little bit too high in this range? I think I'll probably be, uh, you know, lower on both. Uh, I do think Evans is going to top his thousand yards again. He's done it every year in his career. But uh, like you mentioned, there's three mouths to feed in this offense. Tom Brady's another year older. Um, I don't know. I just don't feel great about it. Uh, I think he's going to get his touchdowns. I think he'll have his spike weeks. But uh, I just don't think he has as much upside as some of the guys around him because, you know, some of the other guys are true wide receiver ones right here. That's I feel better about him in a best ball format shop where I don't have, you know, you draft Mike Evans in a season long league. You, you almost have to start him. I, I don't see you having two, three, four receivers better than him. So but it's one of them week to week. You never really know. So uh, thoughts here on the consistency. Throw Godwin in there as well. Uh, where are you at with these guys? I, we all know you're a huge Tom Brady fan. So you, you got to love Evans and Godwin here. Yeah, I'm looking for some serious uh, decline in Tom Brady this year, and I think Mike Evans is. I'm, I'm not. I love Mike Evans in general. He's from Galveston, Texas. That's my hometown. Love, and he represents the city really well. 
love Mike Evans. I don't like him this year. Don't like him in this spot because of what you just said. Like I'm just quickly glancing at some of his games last year, one reception for two yards. Oh, and a touchdown, two receptions for two yards and two touchdowns. Those are his game logs on some of the one reception for 10 yards, two for 37. He had some terrible, terrible weeks and he has a few spike weeks where he went for a hundred plus yards and got in the end zone. I prefer Chris Godwin in the offense uh, in general, and I just I can't get behind Mike Evans right here in this spot. I have zero Mike Evans so far this year. Yeah, okay, I'm not alone on that. I was, I was wondering if I was going to be on an island with that one, but uh, I've kind of been avoiding him as well. This next guy, Chop, I, I've been drafting a ton of Robert Woods here for the Rams. Now this is another one. You got Woods, you got Cup. Some prefer Cup. I, I don't hate that either. I like them both, but uh, with Matthew Stafford there now. No Cam Akers, so maybe they're throwing the ball a little bit more. Maybe they're using Robert Woods. Like we talked about Tyreek Hill, they love to use him on some of those jet sweeps and things. Not scoring touchdowns is the thing. He's kind of allergic to the end zone. That's my worry. Uh, kind of a little Julio Jones syndrome, but uh, I'm a big fan with Stafford here of Robert Woods. Chop, where do you come out on him? I'm torn between Woods and Cup. I think they both have good years. I think one of them could have a great year, and uh, I'm going to lean towards Cup, though to have the great year um, just because Matthew Stafford, but Matthew Stafford is uh, severely underrated as a quarterback. Like think about his receivers. They were always producing in Detroit and those were bad teams. And they were just always put up numbers. He would, he would make guys into wide receiver ones. So he's going to do the same thing in, in LA. I'm going to lean towards cup because, you know, I've seen too many like Danny Amendola types, do well with Stafford in the past. So I think, I think it's going to be cut coming out of the slot or whatever, but Robert Woods is a really good one. He's going to have a good year too, especially now that, uh, you know, what's his name went down with the injury, the running back cam acres, cam acres, man. Like now that's going to take away that we're, we're trading for Sonny Michelle. They're just not going to be able to run the ball as well. So they're just not going to try after, after a certain point, it's going to be a lot of activity for Stafford and the receivers. I like them both. Yeah, it's it's the one thing I worry about besides Cup maybe having the bigger season. The defense could be pretty good there as well, and maybe they don't have to throw as much as we want. So that that's an issue, kind of like we talked about with Terry McLaurin. But again, Derek, they get very creative with Robert Woods. Just continues to get better each and every season. Uh, I think he has another big year this year. Splitting hairs between the two for sure. Um, I definitely lean, not definitely, but I lean towards uh, Robert Woods. Uh, 129 targets last year. Uh, 24 rush attempts. So he's a guy that's getting, you know, uh, two rush attempts a game, maybe something like that. Um, I think that gives him a little bit of a higher floor. And, hey, he got eight touchdowns, by far the best in his career uh, last year. You mentioned the upgraded quarterback. Uh, but these are two guys that I don't mind taking chances on. All right, next three guys we've kind of talked about, a teammate at least. So we'll kind of go with these three guys together. If you have any additional thoughts, Derek, Tyler Lockett, uh, we talked about DK Metcalf kind of becoming the one there, but we saw Lockett was one of the top receivers in the league over that first eight weeks when this offense was very pass-centric, uh, playing much faster. So Lockett, Godwin, we talked about with Evans, and Cooper Cup we just spoke about with Woods. So any additional thoughts on any of these guys? I mean, Lockett was one of the top receivers during the eight, first eight games, but he had 200 yards and three touchdowns in one game uh, and 100 yards and three touchdowns in another game. Uh, the rest of the year didn't top 92 yards um, and didn't really do much of anything. So uh, I'm off of Lockett this year. Um, I like Godwin. You know, anytime we get uh, a Brady, 
uh, slot receiver. I like that quite a bit. And he was dealing with a bunch of injuries last year. And then, uh, yeah, I mentioned Cup, like him as well. All right, Chop, Lockett, Godwin, Cup. Any additional thoughts on these three? Lockett, Godwin, Cup. Cup, exceptional. Uh, Godwin, I think, is okay. I like I like Godwin more than Evans. And uh, Lockett, man, I'm, I'm really out on Lockett. Really out on I don't like Lockett at all. All right. I'm I'm clearly the high guy on Lockett. I, I think he bounces back. And, again, the, the lack of competition for targets there. And if they're going to be throwing that much more, I think it's going to mean good things for Lockett, who, for a smaller guy, is very involved in the red zone as well. I mean, they look for him when they get down there. I believe I saw a stat he's never dropped a red zone target. So, uh, very good around the goal line. So, next couple guys, chop Adam Thielen, a guy that's kind of sliding down boards and, and maybe a boring choice for people, but a guy that's always – had a lot of upside. Amari Cooper, a guy we've already spoken about, and Julio Jones. We'll group these three together. Thielen, Cooper, and Julio. Yeah, I'm not I'm not high on Julio as high. I like I loved him in Atlanta. It's just going to be a different situation for him. He's going to be super efficient. He's just not going to get the volume anymore. So I'm not I'm not on Julio. Thielen is okay in here in this spot. He's just not uh just not the alpha anymore in the offense, man. That's Justin Jefferson for sure. And, and I think Thielen's going to have some more uh, competition now in the red zone with Irv Smith. I think Irv Smith is in for a nice best ball year because he's going to have his weeks where he scores multiple touchdowns. Not a ton of volume, but multiple touchdowns. So that's going to take a, a little knock on, on Thielen here. All right, Derek, uh, a few of these guys we've already talked about. So we've talked about their teammates here. So Adam Thielen, obviously Justin Jefferson has become the alpha, but but still a touchdown guy. Uh, Amari Cooper, who you guys still believe is the number one in Dallas. Uh, I'm willing to put a little bet on CeeDee Lamb. I'll producing him if you'd like. Uh, or Julio Jones uh, here with Tennessee. So thoughts on these three guys. Yeah, we like Amari uh, over CD in terms of their draft value right now, their draft positions. Um, I think it's going to be really close uh, in terms of their season-long production. But, uh, yeah, I like Amari quite a bit. Uh, Chop mentioned it with Thielen. I think there will be more competition for those red zone looks. He scored 14 touchdowns last year, and he's 31 years old, so maybe we see him slow down just a little bit. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, it worked for Stefan Diggs with the new offense last year, but generally the wide receivers and new offenses tend to struggle a bit um, in a new system. So I'm going to be off of Julio. All right, next range, a lot of young guys here. So we'll, we'll kind of group some of these guys together, uh, give some quick thoughts so we can get to as many guys as we can here. Uh, try to keep this under an hour. Remember, uh, we got some things working with FanDuel, so stay tuned to the end of the show, uh, and we'll fill you in on what we got going. So some big contests, excited about it. Uh, so we'll get to that here shortly. So, Derek, we'll stay with you here. We got Brandon Ayuk of the 49ers. Really saw, started to see him come on towards the end of last season. Uh, and then a couple of Pittsburgh Steelers here. Deontay Johnson really developed into that number one receiver for them. Uh, and Chase Claypool was a big play waiting to happen, scored a ton of touchdowns uh, in that offense. So Ben is back. Uh, you have Juju down the list a little bit as well here. So uh, those Pittsburgh guys and Brandon Ayuk, thoughts on these guys? Yeah, I already know that uh, I'm way too high on the Steelers. Uh, I like Najee Harris quite a bit and uh, love Deontay Johnson. We know their offensive line is going to be terrible, but um, he gets so many of those targets right around uh, the line of scrimmage. Had 144 targets last year. I still think he's going to be Big Ben's favorite weapon. 
And uh, Claypool is more of the deep threat guy. So um, if their offensive line does struggle, uh, I do think more targets will funnel to Deontay. He just got to fix those drops, and uh, I think he can do that. And then Ayuk, I mean, top 15 receiver over the last 13 games of 2020, um, and he just plays for a run-heavy offense. So, um, you know, volume is going to be a concern, but uh, the upside certainly there. Yeah, I love Ayuk, the player. I worry about him in fantasy this season. You know, you, you have Ayuk, you have George Kittle, you have Debo Samuel. If it's Trey Lance, a, a guy that's going to run on his own, plus you have a team, like you mentioned, uh, it's probably going to be the second heaviest run team in the league behind Baltimore. So can they support all of these guys' ADPs? That's where I have a question uh, with Ayuk. It's not a talent thing. I just don't know that he pays off this price. The Pittsburgh guys, I like them both. Uh, you pretty much laid out the case why. Deontay's going to be phenomenal. Uh, in PPR and Chase Claypool, I think takes a big step uh, and is that big play guy for this offense. So a uh, really big fan of both of those guys. So chop over to you, Ayuk, Deontay and Claypool. Just like, just kind of like you, you summed it up. Uh, Deontay, a big check, big check mark right there. Uh, Claypool, I'm probably not as high on. I just, I just don't think big Ben, what he does suits Claypool as much right now. Maybe that, maybe that, you know, I don't know. Maybe that changes this. Maybe maybe we just saw a bad Big Ben last year. Maybe he gets some of that arm strength back, but don't like him as much. And uh, and like Derek said, run heavy offense in San Francisco. Uh, you, now you got to compete with Debo as long as he's healthy and Kittle as long as he's healthy. So I'm not as not as big on Ayuk as a fantasy player. I think he's a great athlete, a great all around player, but uh, this might not be the year for him. So uh, I'm not as high on him. He's a guy that I've been getting in dynasty leagues. That That's where I like to try to grab him because love the talent and you can kind of kick that down the road. I don't have to worry about Lance. I don't necessarily need him to be productive now to obviously help, but uh bright, bright future there for him. So love the player, but uh, season long, best ball, really tough to, to pull the trigger there. Next three guys chopped DJ Moore, which is kind of low here on Fandles, some of the other ADPs I've seen. So uh, I like the value with him, a guy that continues to put up numbers, you're in and you're out. T. Higgins, another guy there in Cincinnati, really started to come on at the end of last season. And the, the aging OG Odell Beckham will lump in him in here as well. So thoughts on these three, Chop? Odell, man, that's a good one because uh, he hasn't done anything really. He's had like maybe four or five good games in two years with uh, Baker. So that's that's tough to – If uh, that. I don't even know it's that yeah. high. I think before he got hurt last year, he had a couple of big games and made it look a lot better. But that one year, that first year with Baker, he had one good game. So that's a tough one, man. This might be Jarvis Landry's, uh, you know, this Jarvis Landry's uh, pass, pass receiving core. I'm not sure. So uh, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, you know, that, that Carolina thing, I think that's going to be a gold mine this year. Uh, so, yeah, I like DJ Moore. I'll probably like Robbie Anderson even more than DJ Moore, but DJ Moore is going to have some big weeks. I think they're going to pass the ball a lot. Like I'm looking at the Teddy Bridgewater tape right now because uh, he got named starter in Denver today. And boy, I just think Sam Darnold's like five times better than Bridgewater. So I think it's going to open up quite a bit for the receiver. So I really like Moore and Anderson a lot higher than what they're going here. Yeah, I'm with you. And Terrace Marshall as well. It's been a been a big story. I don't know that we're going to get to him here today, but he's been phenomenal. So tell us that Sam Darnold maybe is a great value at the quarterback position with all these weapons, not to, not to mention. Shh, keep the, going down. Oh, man. I, I'm man, with you. Yeah. 
If got I a lot to say up, about Arnold in the if profile. If I pull up my best ball, he, I got him in like 78% odds. Why not just grab him at the end of every draft almost? Like, just, what's the what's the harm, right? So, right. yeah, I got him a bunch. Yep. I mean, and McCaffrey there as well. So, that, that's pretty pretty damn good receiving core. So, all right, let's move on to the next, guys. Uh, Chop, we'll stay with you. Guy, I'm a big fan of Jerry Judy. You mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. I think it's a perfect fit for these two. Jerry Judy struggled with drops a little bit, but also struggled with they couldn't get him the damn ball. I mean, he caught like half of his targets. So uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to find him. We know this is a fantastic route runner. This is a guy I think takes the biggest leap at the wide receiver position this season. So I'm trying to grab him in as many drafts as I can. Uh, Antonio Brown next on the list. I already mentioned I like him. Uh, why not just wait for him if you want one of these Tampa receivers? He's going to get just as many targets as Evans and Godwin. Uh, and then Michael Thomas, a, a guy that some want to kind of stash on their bench, some are avoiding here. Uh, thoughts on these three guys, Chuck? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm kind of torn on Judy. I, he, I think he's going to improve. He's a really good player. It's just going to be what, what is Bridgewater going to do for him, okay? If he ends up being – if Bridgewater ends up doing decent, Jerry Judy's going to do really well, all right? So I like that. Uh, we'll see how the quarterback plays out, though. Uh, Antonio Brown, man, I think Antonio Brown has a better year than Mike Evans, believe it or not. I there think that is. he came in last year partially through the season and everything that went went along with, like, prior to him coming in, was just a bad, bad time for him. It was really tough to get acclimated there, but now he's had the whole offseason. Tom Brady likes him. Tom Brady legit likes this guy personally and on the field. I think he's going to take a lot of targets away from the other two guys, a lot more than people expect. So I do like Antonio Brown. And, uh, you know, if we're talking about best balls, it's tough to spend a high draft pick on a guy you know you're going to get zero from the first six weeks of the season, at least, minimum. So that's a tough one. But I'm also a big fan of loading up on the back end of your uh, season. Like, I, I want to be – hitting my stride and having good players in week 14, 15, 16, and 17, rather than, than uh, doing well early, getting out to a lead, and then folding when the playoffs come around. So if I can get a good spot with Michael Thomas, I'll store him on the bench for a while. Uh, I can't go too high on him, though, but I do, I do like the idea of uh, having a little firepower coming back later in the year and hitting, and hitting stride during the playoffs. I'm out on him. I, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with what you say. And it's a lot easier in a season-long league if I got an IR spot to do exactly what you said. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna draft him and throw him in there and save it. But these best ball drafts, every spot is meaningful, and, and you got to win your league to get to the playoffs. So I love that outlook. I, again, I'm not disagreeing with you, and there's certain players I've done that with over the year. I just – how motivated is this guy to play? Does he come back? Is he healthy? We've seen him return and not do much. So – I'm cut out on Michael Thomas. Love Antonio Brown, Derek. Love, love, love Jerry Judy here. Yeah, love Judy as well. Uh, one of the better route runners last year. Uh, Corlin Sutton still working his way back from a torn ACL. And I think Bridgewater helps at least his floor on a week-to-week basis. Uh, Drew Locke was just so inconsistent. So love Judy. Um, I don't think I'm going to be playing Michael Thomas, but you know I don't do a lot of best ball. Uh, I only have one season-long league that I play in, and uh, there's no IR spot, but – uh, it does kind of look like Jameis is going to win that starting uh, position. And if that's the case, that's going to be great for Thomas when he comes back. And then Brown, like you guys mentioned, Brady loves him. And that's really all that matters uh, when it comes to a receiver that plays with Brady. So uh, I'm okay with him here. 
All right, we're kind of running out of time here. Greg Beans in the chat wondering how much Teddy has left. Teddy looked pretty good with Carolina, I think. He, he kept a lot of those guys viable. So I, I think it's a good fit. I think it's better for these receivers that it's Teddy uh, over Drew Locke. So uh, anyone here stand out? I wish we could get through all these guys. I mean, we got names like Jamar Chase, uh, who we've heard a lot in training camp. It, it struggle. Choppy brought up Robbie Anderson. We, we've talked Juju a little bit. Kenny Galladay on the list here, a guy that I'm very worried about this season. Uh, more rookies, Devontae Smith, McCall Hardman, Corey Davis has been a story. So, again, I wish we could go the list 100 deep here, Derek, but highlight a couple names here, guys that maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about that you like, that you're worried about, whatever you want to do here going down the list. What do you, what do you think? Got to talk about my Jaguars. Uh, with ETN out, I think LaVisca Chenault is uh, going to be very interesting. Kind of seems like his ADPs. is uh, – just rising right now and marvin jones has made some great catches so uh, i like both of those guys i think marquez calloway is interesting especially if Jameis uh ends up getting that starting gig he's looked pretty good in the preseason and then uh if you want a really deep sleeper brandon cooks these guys are going to be playing from behind in every single game maybe you know they just look elsewhere and give the young guys some run but um he could put up some numbers in garbage time and those count just the same uh as regular time points yeah, Callaway's come on like gangbusters. I think initially everyone thought it was going to be Traquan Smith, and this guy's been phenomenal. If it's Jameis, we know they're going to need a wide receiver one, and Troutman has not lived up to the billing, so I don't think you got to worry about him. It's just Alvin Kamara uh, as competition for targets. So he's very intriguing even later down the list. There's guys like Michael Pittman Chop, who I think take a, a, a step forward. Uh, I know Henry Ruggs was a topic in the chat. I'm not a huge fan of his, but – a guy like Jacoby Myers. I mean, it, it, it kind of goes on and on. There's some good value here uh, later. So out of these guys, even if you want to go all the way back up to a Jamar Chase, uh, anywhere in between, uh, quick thoughts on the rest of these guys. Quick thoughts. One guy I had highlighted that uh, you just mentioned, Michael Pittman, like this is a number one wide receiver. And uh, this is assuming, uh, you know, they have a, a healthy quarterback situation. My Michael Pittman is going to be really good this year. The problem I have with Pittman and some of these other guys who I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but wow, if you're if you're starting your playoffs in week 14, he gets a bye week. A lot of a lot of teams are on a lot of good players are on bye week in week 14. That's a tough one for me to swallow right there. So uh, I don't know if I want to go, you know, guys on my good players on my bench for my first playoff game, but he's one of them. But I think he has a good year. Jalen Waddle reuniting with uh, Tua. Is going to be if they let him run the same type of routes he ran at Alabama, that's going to be unstoppable, and he's going to get a lot of yards after the catch, and it's going to help both those guys. And then just the last name I'll throw out there, this is way later in the draft, deeper sleeper, like you know, way out there, man. When you're actually sleeping, yeah. When you're really, so people are falling asleep. Too many, too many drinks. Give He's got me, a couple rounds give, left. Give me a little Randall Cobb. I, do, okay. I just don't. I just can't believe that. And I don't like Randall Cobb. His skill set is diminished is like that. But th there's got to be a reason Aaron Rodgers wanted this guy to come back and brought him back. Like he didn't just bring him back to sit there on a bench or hold the clipboard for him. He brought him back to showcase him a little bit for some reason. There's a, some kind of a trust there. Something's going on. He likes Randall Cobb enough so that he. He wouldn't come back until Randall Cobb got there, right? So something's going on there. This guy's a really great quarterback. He'll find a way to make he's he found a way to make bad receivers look great his whole career. I wouldn't doubt Randall Cobb lines up in the slot and just catches a bunch of passes this year. Nothing great, 
but for you know what way down in the draft you're looking for some extra of a beef at wide receiver down there to have a big week or two i think ronald cobb's a good good bet yeah i don't hate that one at all terrace marshall another name i, I brought up earlier i really like and i think the jets offense is going to be better than, than people realize so you know look pretty good in that that last preseason game I think Corey Davis, uh, obviously the headliner there, but Elijah Moore, another name uh, to keep an eye on. I think both those guys uh, very, very viable here. So uh, K-Town's finest checking in. Got James Robinson in the 10th to 12th round of best ball. So, Derek, you got to like that. So quick thoughts here. I don't want to jab you because I don't like to see injuries like this. Travis Etienne goes down uh, for the season, so it becomes – is it the James Robinson show, Derek? Are they going to mix in Carlos Hyde? We know Urban Meyer loves him some Carlos Hyde. Should that be a concern for us, or uh, do we get the J-Rob that we saw last season? I mean, Hyde's going to have a small role, but I'm not worried about it one bit. Uh, Robinson, clearly the better back of the two, and you know he's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Obviously, uh, sad about ETM, but, uh, yeah, James Rob, those shares, <laughs> if you drafted him, you're looking real good right now. Yep, absolutely. And I agree with your LaVisca Chenault take. I, I think they'll get a lot more creative with him, get the ball in his hand. So, all right, we've gone a little bit over an hour again. Wanted to cover as many receivers as we could. So, got a, got a little little tease for you. We were talking with the folks at FanDuel. It went ironing this thing out, and it can't release all the details yet. But we will be having not only a week one contest where you play against us on FanDuel, this will be a contest that runs the entire season Week one, all the way through week 18, potentially even the playoffs. But the best part, it's not only a weekly contest. We're going to have some big prizes at the end. We're going to keep a season-long leaderboard. This will be a single-entry contest. This will be a buy-in that everybody can afford. And this will be strictly for listeners of the DFS OGs podcast. So this is for you guys, the community, your guys' support for listening to us over the air, the likes, the shares, uh, the reviews, everything that you guys do. We want to say thank you for that. So this will be strictly for you. You're not going to find this in the FanDuel lobby. So a chance to compete against us, a chance to win some big money at the end of it. You'll be able to drop some scores. So even if you can't play every week, even if you have some, some scores along the way that aren't great, uh, you'll still be in the running. So, guys, super excited about this. Again, we'll, we'll release more details on everything hopefully next week. My goal is to have this thing live ready to go by the time we record next week. So, can't wait. Chop, thoughts on this uh this contest from Fandle. It's gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah, this is what we're this is what we we're waiting for. This is what we we're pushing for is uh you know a lot of money every week, some good money every week in the prize pool for you to win, but then we're gonna keep track of everything. Every every week you're gonna, you know, you're gonna keep track of your score, and then we're gonna take the best score, your best what was it? What is it, nine scores at the end? Yep. Half your half your score. So uh if you miss weeks, no big deal. Because you're gonna, everybody's gonna drop nine anyway, and uh, and you're gonna, it's gonna be like a mix of DFS every week, along with like season long, how good were you all together? So, hey, it's gonna be fun, man. Uh, very interactive and gonna have a, a good time with it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a little hybrid, a little bit of both, some DFS, some season long. We'll be mixing in uh, some premium Roto Grinders packages, potential chances to appear on the show and join us. I, I'm hoping to do that as well, but. Uh, the sky's the limit for this thing, Derek. Super excited to get it going. Yeah, I can't wait. And uh, like any competition between us three, can't wait to build a big lead the first half of the season and then uh, blow it away. There we go. We'll have to we'll have to come up with a friendly wager here uh, on the three of us here in this contest. But, again, come back next week. Should have full details on it. Hopefully it's live. 
Uh, and again, this is only for the listeners of this podcast. They thank you to you guys uh, for tuning in each and every week. So again, we went a little long this week. We wanted to cover as many as we could. So we got through a lot of wide receivers. We'll take a look at the tight end position and potentially get into some week one next week as well. Start taking an early look at some of the salaries over on FanDuel. We'll dig into the FanDuel Sportsbook, see if there's any props, things we like. So uh, really gearing up for football season and can't wait. So, Derek, final thoughts here for the people before we sign out for this week. As always, thanks for joining us. And, uh, hey, one more week. Let's get it. Let's get it. We're almost there. The countdown is on. Chop, final thoughts for the people. Yeah. This time next week we'll be doing our, our last show before the NFL season starts. So it's been a long time coming, and I can't wait. Absolutely. My kids will be that much closer to going to school as well. Can't wait for that. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you again for listening. Thank you to the fine folks over at Fandle once again for sponsoring the show. For my boys, Notorious, Head Shopper, I am Beer, St. Salud. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.